the beginning of the job interview process, you're just a piece of paper. Another resume submitted for the gig. You get piled up with the other papers and before you even know it, you've been placed into one of two piles, the no's or the yeses. This is the show all about getting you into the yes pile. Hey, welcome to the Yes Pile, the show that helps you transform your professional persona to land you where else? In the Yes Pile of candidates for your dream job. I'm your host, Tessa Wolf. I'm a recovering corporate manager turned career coach. I've coached hundreds of professionals in my career and I've interviewed thousands more. And now I'm here to help you navigate this brave new world and to provide you with simple and actionable advice for success at any stage of your career. My goal, help you land your perfect job and then kick ass at it. So whether you're putting off drafting that resume, actively on the job hunt, navigating hurdles in your current role, or considering a complete career switch, I am here to share my best tips and tricks to position you for success. Hey everyone, happy Tuesday. Yes, we are back on a Tuesday this week after a long 4th of July holiday weekend. I hope everyone had a great break from whatever it is you're breaking from and that you were able to actually unplug and unwind this weekend. Now, on to a brand new week ahead and for more than half a million of us, on to a new job this week. That's pretty exciting, right? The job market is truthfully experiencing historic shifts, and chances are you or someone you know has been directly affected by it. We definitely saw some devastating job loss brought on by the pandemic, and we saw a huge percentage of the workforce go completely remote over the past year and a half. And then just in the past few months, we've seen more people quit their jobs than we have seen in several decades. So this is a pretty unique time, right? So now in this new world, more people are pursuing passions and dream jobs than ever before. So if you're one of the many who are finding themselves starting a brand new gig right now, this is the show for you. Today's show is what I am calling your new job survival guide. We are gonna go over 10 tips for walking into your new job like the boss you are. And before we get into those 10 tips, I just wanna say if you are one of many starting a new role for any of the reasons I mentioned, congratulations. If I know anything, it is just how hard it is to get your chance to be considered for a new role, particularly for a dream job. And you, you have done it. You have secured a brand new job. You got your resume seen by the right people. You said the right things in the interview. And now you've found yourself at the right job at the right time. So that in and of itself deserves a big old round of applause. So I, my friend, applaud you. And let's keep up that amazing momentum by ensuring that your first day, your first week, and your first month on the job are stellar. I was doing a ton of reading last week on this subject. I've actually helped, I think, seven people start brand new jobs in just the past week, which is really exciting. And I saw this article from a woman named Amy Rigby, and it was all about the importance of your first week at work 
and how that first week can actually affect your entire tenure at a company. In the article, she dives deep into the power of first impressions and how really at work, that first impression you leave is paramount. That very first impression you make when you meet your new boss, your peers, your cube mate, all of them. Those impressions are the foundational context for how those people will evaluate every other impression of you moving forward. So every other interaction you have with them from tomorrow and beyond, all will be framed by that very first meeting. So that's kind of eye-opening, right? It's really important to be actively working on establishing yourself from the moment you walk in the door. And this article also goes on to share that In a study by Robert Half that came out in 2016, more than 60% of executives reported giving all new hires less than three months to prove themselves. Less than three months. And from that same group, about 10% of them gave a new hire a month or less to prove their worth. Yeah. So that whole idea that we used to talk about back in the day of getting your sea legs and observing for the first 30 days before you come up with a plan and dive in, that is long gone. In today's world, you should be joining a company with the ambition to immediately jump in, make an impact and a name for yourself starting day one. And I want to tell you, I don't want this advice or these stats to overwhelm or scare you. I think this is absolutely doable. And so today I want to point you in that direction, that optimistic direction of we're going to make a killer first impression and reinforce it over and over again, day one, week one, month one, and beyond. And so we're going to talk about how to do that through these 10 tips. So let's dive right in. We have 10 tips to help you start your new job like the boss you are. And these are not in any special kind of order. Honestly, I think they're all equally important um, and they all work in concert together, right? If you just pick one of these and say, I'm going to do this thing, therefore I will kill it at my new job. You are mistaken. You need to adopt all of these, my friend, and put them to work every day, starting today. So tip number one, Do your homework. This one is easy. Know the company, the mission, the product, your team, your boss. Now, my hope is that you did a little bit of online research and some super sleuthing before your interview process, but now it's time to do it all again. I want you to read the company website before you start the job. Study it like it's finals. I want you to read it and read it again. Read it from top to bottom. Read their social media pages. Legit, check them out. Go through their posts. Scroll back. Don't just look at what they posted last week and the week before. Scroll back. Take it in. Major culture cues coming from their social pages. And then follow them on social. Follow them on LinkedIn. Review the LinkedIn profile of your manager, if you know your manager's name. And if you also know folks that are on your team because you did peer panel interviews, look at their profiles as well. Study up, see how they talk about their responsibilities at work. See how they talk about the company. Look at their background and the great stuff they did before they got there. You don't have to send them an invite to connect quite yet if you're not comfortable doing that. That is fine. For right now, we're just doing a little homework. 
a little research. And also be sure to read more than just what the company puts out there. A lot of us, when we're starting a new job and doing a little digging, we just Google the company name or the CEO's name. And we find some really great PR articles about the products they've released, something spectacular they've accomplished in their industry, or maybe even just an impressive new hire. That stuff's awesome. Definitely read that. But also spend time reading things that were written about them that they didn't necessarily narrate themselves. So hop on Glassdoor and see what employees and former employees had to say. Read their online customer reviews. See how they treat their clientele. Now I say this with a big old asterisk that I want you to understand both of these platforms, right, often have more negative than positive because people, for whatever reason, feel the calling to air out their concerns online more often than their appreciation. But that's okay. We know that. We're adults. So give those platforms a review just to see what the perceptions around the culture, the product, and the work life are like. And I think it's important that you do all this homework before you head into day one and week one because what you want to start to do is decipher the difference between the company's dreams and what they're delivering. And if you do that, you'll walk in with a clear understanding of what they need and expect from their employees and where you can maybe help make a difference. All right, tip number two, be proactive about your first day. So what I mean by this is, Don't just sit around and wait for day one to come and go, okay, what do I do now? Reach out to your manager, or maybe it's the HR person that you've been connected to throughout the interview process, and ask ahead of time what you can expect for and prepare for day one. Ask what time you're expected at work, whether that's IRL or virtually, you want to be on time. Also make sure you understand clear expectations around breaks, lunch, end time for the day, and make sure you also understand proper dress code for the company. If you're largely on virtual, ask about expectations for being on video for Zoom calls versus just dialing in. Ask for a schedule for day one so you can wrap your head around any training or orientation they've got lined up for you and understand if there's research or prep you can do in advance to hit the ground running on day one. And then something I always encourage clients to do is ask your new boss, if I can accomplish one thing for you in week one, what would it be? And know the answer to that question before you even start on the first day. It gives you an amazing foundation and lens for how you view your training, your onboarding, and the way you get to know your peers and dive into the work. So definitely tip number two, be proactive about your first day. Now, on the same train of thought, tip number three is do a practice run. So similar to how I told you guys to get yourself ready for a job interview, doing a day one practice run will really help you eliminate any controllable nuisances that may arise on that first day. So if you're still working remote, don't wait until the morning of your first day to fire up that company-issued laptop. If it arrives at your house in advance, Open the box, start it up, charge it up, make sure you can log into the machine and access everything you need to be ready to work from home come start time. And also make sure your home office setup is near your Wi-Fi router so you've got a great connection. Maybe do a test Zoom call with your friends over the weekend, make sure everything's working. And then take a few minutes to dress up your workspace. 
Organize your desk, load it up with supplies, add some flowers, you've earned them, add a photo, or just something that makes you smile. Build a playlist that you can play to keep you pumped up for day one and stock your office or your workspace at home with some snacks, a super comfy chair, and a pitcher and glass of water to keep you hydrated throughout the day. Also, if you know that you're going to be on a video call, tend to your environment with that in mind. Make sure you've got some great natural light coming in through a window on your face when you sit at your desk and declutter the background behind you so people are looking at you when you're the new guy popping up on video and not your Star Wars collection in the background. Now, if you are heading into an office, do a physical test drive from home to work before your start date. Do it on a weekday morning. Don't wait till Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Do it on a weekday morning during the normal time you would actually leave to get to work so that you can see and experience what real traffic is like on a workday. And definitely use an app like Waze or Google Maps to help you find an optimal route. Sometimes the way that you've always gotten there might not be the optimal route during rush hour. And then once you get to the office, Figure out the parking situation. Oh my God, this is such a big one. You would absolutely hate it if you arrived on time only to lose like 15 minutes trying to find a parking spot and then you walk in late. That would be the worst. So do a physical test drive, see how long it takes you to get there and then figure out where you park and how you get into the building. Also, do yourself a favor. While you're on this test drive, explore the neighborhood a little bit, especially if it's new to you. Is there a great grocery store nearby? Maybe a post office, a drugstore, a really cute bar that you'll definitely get drinks at after work, whatever it is. Start to understand the layout of the area so that you can also integrate this new hood into your life outside of work too. All right, tip number four, practice your story. Now, I think everybody who's listened to this podcast by now knows I'm huge on personal storytelling. I think as you are growing in your career, interviewing for new opportunities, and really working to advance yourself, understanding the most valuable parts of your personal professional story and your key selling points is just beyond important. And that doesn't end when you get hired. So this seems kind of funny, but I really want you to think about practicing the story you're going to tell now that you're hired at your dream job. So With all the first aid jitters at play, right, and the task of meeting a lot of new people in front of you, one thing you can just get out of the way and just actually work into muscle memory recall is your story. You know, your brief but really killer intro on who you are, where you come from, what it is you do best, and what you're most excited for in this new job. Write it down. Write that story. Remember, it's an elevator pitch. We only need a couple of sentences here. So write out your elevator pitch and then practice it. So when you find yourself face-to-face with a new colleague or even mm, the CEO (laughs) on day one, you've got your story down and you're not fumbling for the words you need to introduce yourself. Instead, you're giving a confident, cool, and collected first impression that hopefully will be a lasting one. So tip number four, practice your story. And then tip number five, meet your coworkers. This seems so simple, but a lot of people when they start a new job aren't proactive about connecting with their peers. So you've started this new gig. You've done the orientation, right? You've met HR, maybe you've met IT and finance. 
Maybe you've met a few coworkers, whether you passed each other in the hall or maybe you were told they were on your team. Now it's on you to make an effort to actually get to know them, to try to get a landscape for who you're gonna be working with day in and day out. It's really important to know who the support team is, who are the experts you're gonna call in for help and expertise along the way, And I mean this, do not wait for them to come to you, but gather the courage to reach out to them. So whether you're working together in a physical space or a virtual one, ask your key colleagues if they'd be open to a coffee date. Just 15 minutes to get to know one another as human beings and new coworkers and to learn about what it is you both do here. And don't be afraid if you get somebody to be like, yeah, I'd love to chat with you. Don't be afraid to ask them for tips. Or advice. I mean, they're obviously here and thriving and selected for their job for a reason. So ask them, what do you think it takes to be successful here? Any advice for me? What can I call on you on? How do I know how to use you best? And in return, do not be afraid to offer up your own support on anything they need. I know you're new, but you are hired and brought on board for a reason. And that's because you add value. So let them know you're a team player and you're here to help them out as well. Being proactive about making these connections and really making an effort to get to know your team will help you land in good graces with your colleagues and also help you know who to go to when you need support or advice. And remember, those initial impressions and budding friendships can literally create the foundation of your team at work and make or break your experience. So make it a personal goal to branch out and reach out and ask your coworkers for a coffee. Okay, cool. Tip number six, send a thank you note to close week one. I know, me and the thank you notes, I'm never going to stop (laughs) y'all. So I always tell people I work with, send your manager, and if it makes sense, your HR lead, a thank you note after week one. Just an email is fine, but tell them how much you appreciate being hired into the role and the time that they invested in creating your week one schedule to get you up and running for success. A small note of appreciation, just acknowledging the work they did to get you onboarded will go really far. And trust me, these folks did a lot of work, (laughs) work you may never even see, just to get you in the door and on the team. So taking a small moment to let them know your appreciation solidifies you as the best hire for the job and demonstrates your thoughtfulness and gratitude. So at the end of week one, tip number six is send a quick thank you note to close out the week. And tip number seven. This one I really have wrapped into how to start your new job like a boss, but let's be honest. Tip number seven actually is how to just rock your job all the time like a boss. And tip number seven is ask for guidance and feedback. So once you're in this job and let's say you've gotten your basic training over with, you know your coworkers, you've kind of got a routine down, now it's really time to dial it up a notch and make sure you're making an impact. And look, I want you to know right out of the gate, every boss hires employees who they think are capable. And they also hope that this means you're reliably self-sufficient when it comes to staying focused, motivated, and productive. But As a fledgling employee, this does not mean you are just out on your own. So my advice to you is ask the smart questions. 
If it's about finding the balance between getting all the information you need to be successful and inundating your boss with too many questions that may leave them wondering if you're capable, practice the art of the balance, right? My advice is always don't be too worried or too proud to ask for guidance and feedback. Those things are critical to your understanding and I guess for you to know whether or not you're delivering at or above company expectations. So if there's just general guidance you need on what output looks like, what deliverables are, what expectations are, ask the smart questions. Don't wait for your boss to get you more information. If you need the guidance, ask for it. And don't be too proud to do it. And listen, that doesn't always mean that you're pinging your boss on Slack 24-7, sending them 30 emails a day. That's not the way to do it. Be really mindful to tap into all your resources, right? You have proactively reached out to your coworkers. You should have a bunch of really good resources coming your way post-coffee dates. So hit up your peers first and foremost. Ask them for feedback on your work. Hey, does this look on par with what you guys normally do? Hey, I've never done a project like this before. Is there an example you have that I could look at to get started from? Ask your peers for support. And then when you are ready with a pointed question or a question only a boss can ask, answer, feel free to reach out to your boss and be very clear. Hey, I have a specific question I need your guidance on. Do you have a minute for me? Right? But guys, don't be too shy when you're new. It's not showing weakness. If you need more details to get going on a task, ask for it. And honestly, I hear from a lot of folks I work with and in my own experience, I can validate this. If you ask your peers, if they'd be willing to review your work and give you feedback, especially when you're brand new and just starting, 99% of the time, they absolutely will do that for you. And honestly, if you're at a loss for where to begin, ask a trusted peer, do you have an example of what the company considers a winning document or output that I could reference? And when you complete kind of your first standard task that's part of your job, let's say it's a report or you secured a sale or you produce a recap, whatever it might be, once you've presented it and delivered it, ask for feedback on how you could do it better. Own the fact, hey, this is what I think looks fantastic based on all the information I know, but it's my first time. I would love feedback on how I can make it stronger for the next time. Honestly, asking for guidelines and the support you need to hit the ground running and then listening to the feedback and advice you receive, applying it and keep working at making your work great and better and better every time starting day one, that will blow your boss away. That demonstrates your commitment to going above and beyond expectation, your willingness to take in critical feedback, both from a manager and your peers and your ability to deliver great work. So tip number seven Ask for guidance and feedback, especially with those first deliverables. Cool. Tip number eight, be flexible. This one ties directly to the above. As you're entering this new role and learning about your new responsibilities, the work may take you longer than you anticipated, and that's okay. So when I say be flexible, I don't mean you need to bend over backwards for the company. I mean you need to be flexible with yourself and that it might take you longer to get the job done because you're learning. So give yourself some grace, give yourself some wiggle room to get the job done right versus getting it done fast. And I know our instincts when we start a new job is to just get it done fast. 
but really be conscious about the fact that you might need to be flexible with yourself and give yourself some time to figure out how to do the job. So what I recommend to folks is you don't want to I guess, come across that you're not getting work done because you need more time, because that's not the case. You're just figuring stuff out. So one of the things I tell people to do for the first 30 days on a new job is to leave room in your schedule for some early mornings and even late nights to give yourself some personal flexibility and cushion to support your learning curve. So for example, if you're given a project and your boss says it only take you an hour in the morning, Maybe start it a little early to give yourself a little cushion to take the time you need to figure it out. Same thing with some of those end of day tasks. Or maybe you have a day that's just packed full of meetings and you don't even know how you're gonna get your deliverables done. For the first month, give yourself some grace and give yourself some flex time before and after normal working hours to just put more time behind your projects. You will notice that while you have it in your mind that those first 30 days you might have some early mornings and some late nights, the more time you spend to perfecting the process, the quicker you learn it, the faster and faster you'll become by nature and you might not even need extra time as you end that first month. You might notice after a week or two that you don't need that time buffer. But if you can set your mindset that it's okay, that you might need more time in an average working day to get the job done at first, you're gonna take a little bit of a weight off your own shoulders and give yourself the space and time to do an excellent job. So tip number eight, be flexible. And tip number nine, and this is one of my personal favorites for myself, and I absolutely encourage everyone I work with to really own this one, and that is align on goals for your first 30, 60, and 90 days on a job. And I know I said that everything on this list were equally important, but I'm going to change my mind. I think I have the right to do that. I'm going to say this one could potentially be the most important thing on this list. And I think this could really make or break your experience in terms of your productivity and the way that your contribution to the company and your commitment to the team is viewed if you do it the right way. So I just would advise that within the first two weeks of your job, you ask for a meeting with your manager to discuss what your goal should be for the first 30, 60 and 90 days you're on this new job. And what I mean by that is ask them what they want you to focus on, what they want you to chase, what they want you to get done in those windows. So for month one, what is it that you have your eye on in the horizon? What is it that absolutely has to get done? And what is it you're chasing? If you could get one thing done for your boss in 30 days, have them help you identify what that should be and then work with them to prioritize everything else so that you can be sure you're helping the organization, helping them personally, and achieving that goal in the period of time you talked about. Doing this and having this conversation with your boss about the 30, 60, and 90 day window not only helps you know where to focus and prioritize your time and energy, it ensures you and your boss are aligned from the jump. It also could really help your boss take a much needed step back and reset or reframe their own goals or the team's goals because sometimes as bosses and as managers, we get so caught up in the day-to-day, we ourselves lose sight of what those big goals are. 
So maybe you could be the catalyst for that conversation to get your own manager regrounded in what we need to achieve as a team. Also, doing this really demonstrates that you understand your responsibility to help drive results at the company and your desire to make sure you're making an impact where it matters most. Once you have all this information, you've had this conversation with your boss, it's now up to you to honor it. Use it as your filter every day as you are prioritizing your to-do list. Ask smart questions about day-to-day projects and happenings on your team and around you just to ensure you're thinking about them in relation to these bigger goals that you're working on. And hold yourself accountable for reaching these every day, every week. I also advise you to proactively follow up with your boss when you've crossed a major milestone in the journey to achieving these goals. And that could just be sending an email or letting them know in a passing hallway conversation that, hey, you've gotten something big accomplished and you're on your way towards that 30, 60, or 90-day benchmark you identified together. Championing a shared vision together with your boss gets the two of you in lockstep from day one and honestly sets you up to be someone who they can always count on. That's a pretty spectacular first impression. And it's also a wonderful way for you to weed out some of the noise and some of the clutter that comes along with starting a new job and just finding your way. So tip number nine, align on your goals for the first 30, 60, and 90 days. And now our final tip and our top 10 tips for starting your new job like the boss you are. Prioritize self-care. Yep, that's my last tip. As you start a new job, it's really a season of new routines, right? It's all new energy, new patterns, new habits, new rituals. It's a new you in a lot of ways. And that's why there's no better time than now to also integrate some serious self-care into your day-to-day. So as you're establishing your new work routines and figuring out what time you get up and leave for work and what time you're home, when you're taking calls, when you're taking breaks, I want you to pay as much attention to weaving in some new self-care routines to help you avoid fatigue, burnout, and exhaustion. Because that happens a lot when we dive in feet first, head first, full body into a brand new job. So I want you to think about things like yoga, exercise, drinking more water, a regular bedtime, (laughs) meditation, a better diet, less TV, journaling, more dancing to music you love in your kitchen while making dinner. Can you tell that's my personal favorite? (laughs) Whatever it is that helps you feel calm, balanced, and in control of your life. Do that. And do it as a part of your brand new regular routine. Just with the same level of commitment that you give waking up at the same time every day to get yourself to the office, or that weekly email recap you have to send to your team before you leave on Friday, or the end of the day virtual clock out you are required to do. Add in self-care as a vital part of your everyday work success. And you are setting yourself up for a more practical work-life balance that supports your mental and physical health. And honestly, one that supports you delivering your best self while you're on the clock. So that's tip number 10. 
prioritize self-care. So guys, that's it. Our new job survival guide. That wasn't scary, right? In fact, it's all really doable. These 10 tips for starting your new job honestly are things that you can start now, right now, and things you could do day one, week one, month one, and beyond. Some of these tips are just wonderful tips for helping you cultivate the work life that you crave. So I really hope you learned something and I honestly cannot wait to hear how your new job is going. I know if you apply today's advice, it will be great. If you have a question for me about work, interviewing, career growth, any of it, hit me up. This show is made for you and I want to know how I can help you succeed and find the job of your dreams. You can email me any day, anytime, anywhere. I am connect at tessawolf.com. You can also find me on Instagram. Follow us, have some fun with us talking about work, discussing work trends, interesting stats, and getting sneak peeks on upcoming workshops and episodes. We are on Instagram at at the Yes Pile podcast. You can also slide into my DMs anytime and tell me what's on your mind. So I want to say I am so excited. I get to connect with some of you this coming weekend on Saturday, July 10th during our summer resume revival. It's going to be so awesome. It's two hours of live hands-on virtual resume workshopping where we build your resume from the ground up and I am just so stoked to see so many names coming into the registration and we actually have split the class into two sessions so that we can keep them in nice small groups and I have a few spaces still available so if you want to join us this weekend you can head on over to tessawolf.com and register today. Registration closes on Thursday July 8th so grab yourself a space before they are all gone and I can't wait to see you this weekend. So now next week, we are back on Monday, business as usual, but we've got a whole new show and I'm super excited because next week's show is actually one you guys requested. You said to me, uh, we really need help with interview prep. So we're doing it. We are going to go over the top 20 questions you may face in any interview and talk about my personal advice for how to perfect your answer and score interview number two, three, and that job offer. So if you feel like you have been on an interview hamster wheel, and I know so many of us do, and if you're just not sure how to break through with your answers, this is the show for you. You do not want to miss it. We'll be back next Monday to talk all things interview. Before we go, if today was at all helpful for you and you learned something from the work we did together, please do me a favor and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling extra inspired and generous, please give us a rating and review. For more career advice, inspiration, and fun, follow us on Instagram at the Yes Pile Podcast. Until next time, cheers, everyone.